Welcome here to Scandinavian Tennis Podcast. My name is Rune Thompson. And my name is Linus Eriksson. Here we will talk you through this week's most interesting happenings on the tennis tours. Vamos, let's go! So it's time for a new episode of the Scandinavian Tennis Podcast. And uh, I have Rune Thompson with me, of course, but also Matthias Arvidsson uh, is joining us today. Welcome to the show, Matthias. Thank you very much. Uh, Matthias, uh, we're going to start right away. Uh, you, you have uh, been working in at the Bosta with the gymnasium for, I don't know, is it six, seven months now? Eight months, maybe? Uh, something like that. Uh, and how yeah, we're starting there from... From first uh, of September, I was starting. All right. And uh, how do you feel uh, in the beginning here uh, after a couple of months? No, but I think it's. I mean, for me, I was not much sure was waiting for me. But uh, of course, I have a long talk with Johanna and and Frank Wintermantel uh, before. Uh, but I mean, a lot of fun, but also uh, a good challenge. But what I'm really happy about is like to start with my colleagues, like they are really, really nice and really good. Um, so this is one thing where I go to my job and having fun every day mm. um, and, and good challenge. And, and I also like the students in this age group. So it's uh, it's good one. Perfect. And Matthias, is your position a direct replacement for what uh, Niklas Rosengren was doing? Or is it, is it a different um, position that you have now than he had? Yeah, this is an interesting question because so many thought that I took over Niklas' job. But what uh, we decided with Johanna and Frank that we are working all together. So there is no one of us is like a boss or, or something. We're working together. Um and it's these things worked out really good. Yeah, and uh, obviously, how is it to uh, to work together with uh, Johanna now, uh, since you coached her for for many years? Yeah, I mean, we we know each other for <laughs> so many years, but uh, it's also uh, um, nice because also when during her career we was talking to maybe do something together. Yeah. Uh, and of course, this is a big uh, reason why I'm also there because she was also pushing me a little bit. Uh, it will be fun to do something together and um, uh, and work together. So, no, I, I really like it. And I like her, she, what she's doing. She's like always pushing in 100% every day and um, good coach can still play really good tennis. So, uh, yeah, we are lucky to have her there. Yeah, and uh, in the at the end of the last year, it uh, it got also announced that she will uh, take over your former role as the Billie Jean King Cup uh, captain. How how do you think she will uh, fit in that uh, role? Yeah, that's. Uh, I think she will do it uh, really good. I was when I was signed my new contract uh, for 2020, 2022, uh, I was also talking with Christo and I said maybe I just go one or two more years. Maybe we talk about two years. And then I think uh, Johanna should be good to take over. And mm. I was also looking for that I could use her last year as an assistant. But uh, then she, her daughter, Vilja, was only a few months. So it was not so easy for her. But um, yeah, this was the thing because it also could be good for her to to follow one year. And then she can do her own stuff now. So it's... Uh, but um, oh, I think... She know she know also she have been playing so many years so uh, she know what's what is good and she know maybe what she want to change something from all the captains so no I think it will be good. 
have you talked with her a lot about that uh about like your experience from from that position and what she wants to do now i think actually she wants to do her own journey also but of course we are talking about few things um here and there but uh, i think she will do a little bit her own uh, journey and i think that's good also so it's uh, but if she needs something then uh she know where I am, so she can always ask. So, uh, but of course, there have been a few questions she have been asking me. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, at in in Boston now, after uh, yes, since you started in in September, you said how how much have you been able to put your touch and organize stuff like you want it uh, already now, or is that uh, some kind of process over a long time? Yeah, the first thing was that um, Niklas Fjellstor from the Federation, when we was talking about this, he said, Matthias, you have been working uh, pretty hard a lot of years. Uh, you have been traveling a lot, a lot of years. Maybe you just have to calm down and, and relax a little bit. So we will make sure that you can start a little bit slower. Okay. Uh, I will say from the first day on, it was 100%. So... <laughs> Um, but but I really like the idea we have together, me, Johanna, Frank. Um, we're trying to to make it uh, good for the players. What we change a lot is like to make uh, try to make better quality. Uh, we're only about two on the courts. Can't happen one session that there are three. But otherwise, we're trying to just have two on the court. Trying to traveling a lot to follow them a lot. Um, and yeah, all the coaches know if you want to do something good, you have to put in a lot of uh, hours. Uh, but uh, also, um, me and and the whole team are really ready for this. So we want to change uh, league in a positive thing. So we are ready for rock and roll. <laughs> that's that's super. Uh, the, and the, now it is like uh, Bostel is the only league uh, gymnasium now in Sweden, right? Yeah, that's true. But that give that you more resources or less resources in general in terms of how you wanna yeah how much support you get from um, from uh, yeah from the yeah government. Um, no, I think actually we have the same. But for example, what what we are really really lucky about that if we have for example right now I would say four or five national players or in the national team, that's mean also that Jonas Svensson have been. Um, uh, spend some time with us there uh, with with the national players and and I think sometimes we're always screaming to get help during go to Germany two weeks on tournament to go to Poland some weeks that's also important but I think if you have a really good base uh, and we are practicing good and we are taking steps there uh, I also think it's um, better more easy to make results so when Jonas have been there days with for example, Max or uh, Tilla Hesloid, Bella, Linnea, and so on. Uh, this is also helping us a lot. So uh, what I'm feeling also that uh, Rig and the Federation, we are really close together now also. Mm. Uh, and there's always a, there has always been a discussion what... Uh... What purpose the gymnasium have? Is it to produce pro players, or is it to make players go to college, or or and what's your view of that, Matthias? And what's your goal for for the players that you're in charge of now? Yeah, well, what what I'm uh, looking for now, first of all, that this group we have now, we have to make it best for all of them. Doesn't matter. It's like they they want to go for college or they want to go for pro because as soon as they're in. 
in league, I mean, we have to take care about the players and do everything for them. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we're also trying there is to make like a really individual, uh, individual schedule like mm-hmm. that. For example, Max is traveling a lot to try to reach um, Grand Slams. Uh, and this we're also putting putting coaches there for sure. Mm-hmm. And then we have also uh, players who's may- maybe right now playing most winter tour, summer tour. Um, but we also think if the group can practice pretty hard together and working hard. Um, so this was we are trying to change a little bit. But our goal for sure will be also that we will have more players really want to join league because they see the possibilities. Mm. So, but, but, um, but, but in this age when they start gymnasium, is it possible to combine the school with uh, like a professional, like sort of a professional setup as a player? Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, it also depends how you handle the school, for example, because we have the possibility that they're going there four years. Mm. So, mm. but if you're really good in school, uh, then they maybe handle it. And, and what a school will helping now uh, mm-hmm. change from this year that's it we, we can take max as, uh, as example so when we was in france he could join the session on the uh, internet mm-hmm. and the other students in boston not allowed to do this but the tennis player is allowed to do it okay, okay. so they make it uh, i think this was a good change mm-hmm. um, but then we also have few players we are really talking about to have uh, to go for four years to mm-hmm. To make it sure, because if we go if we go back to Johanna's days, she was there for four years, I think, and mm. and also she was not doing all the subjects. Yeah. So mm. the school can also help us that you don't have to do all the subjects. Yeah, yeah. that give you flexibility because you are a tennis player. So they're actually trying to help you out with a professional career, but also getting a a high school degree, which is is of course important. Exactly. But if you are on a level where you're more playing like winter tour, summer yes. tour, I don't think you should go for four years. No, 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 no. Four years should be for players like are going for Grand Slams. Yes. And and yes. we can see all there is few players now saying we are like saying we are really trying to go pro, but mm. maybe it's not working, but we mm. will try to do this. Mm. And maybe they also um, doing OK results for for give it a good try. Mm. But mm. Yes, how many players are enrolled now in the uh, with tennis uh, degree or tennis uh, stipendium? We are 18. Okay, in, in, in four years or four no, years. There's all no, of them are three now. right now, um, only three years. Nobody's going for the four years. But okay. normally, you have to ask, um, like now for the new players, they have to, before April, they have to search for this. Okay. And then we can decide. Uh, together with the federation and rig, we can decide if these players is like no, we don't uh, we don't uh, accept the four years, we only accept the three years, for example, or let's go for this one. Good. Okay. I was actually I didn't knew that Max was uh, enrolled in in Bostad, and I'm actually very interesting to follow him now because he is a top junior, and it will be interesting to see if this pathway with gymnasium is still possible to make and develop because. Now, the last couple of generations, I think in Sweden, the top juniors has all of them chose to go good to great full time or do online or do something else. And they have not chosen to go on the on the Riks Gymnasium, I think. So this will be a very interesting case uh, and also maybe uh, inspiration for the next one, 2006, 2007, to see, OK, Max actually made Junior Slam this year 
going in leagues. So that would be yeah, very interesting to follow. Yeah, I'm also not hundred percent sure about the the road from Max, but I know um, when he was started in Bolstad, he was okay, but also not um, a really really high level. But I think Frank Wintermantel did a really good job with him. Um, I think also Max by himself invest a lot, have been traveling a lot. Uh, her parents have been traveling with him a lot to help him uh, to make it happen. Um, so, yeah, I think also he has been doing things and make the chance to to play junior Grand Slams. Mm. Very good. Very good, because I guess if we compare him with the other four 2005 boys, I think none of them are physically in school. I think all of them are doing an online program. Sebastian Eriksson, uh, Kevin Edengren, Albert Saar. That's just my assumption, I guess. Yeah, and this is also what, what we are really going for. It's like, for example, um, if I'm there like a full week, Monday to Friday, um, same for Frank and same for Johanna, we are around 30 hours on the court a week. So mm. this is also to make it better quality for the players. We can say, okay, let's put this together, more together, and then maybe we are down to 25 or something. But yeah. we were saying, like, if we want to change Rig in a better way, if we want to make it better here and there, then we, nearly, uh, then we have to make a good quality there. And how many weeks will the player have a coach with them uh, on, on the road? Yeah, it's also a little bit depends which players, for example, uh -huh. uh, because for uh, right now, for example, with Max, he's also um, he he had been in Bratislava. Then we got help from Jonas, for example. Mm -hmm. But right now, then he was doing two weeks now in Tunisia by himself or his daddy with him, mm -hmm. uh, and then next three four weeks he will have full coach again, for example. Okay. So it's it's a little bit also how it's passed out in the schedule from us. But let's say we take the girls, for example, now with um, Tilda, uh, Linnea and Bella, mm. where they are doing like, we was calculating uh, until uh, Swedish championships in, mm. in mid of April, I think it will be nine tournaments for them. Or mm. uh, Linnea, maybe she couldn't play Malmö because she have um, played already 16 tournaments. Uh-huh. Okay. So for her will be eight, but she will also do winter cups now. But for the other girls doing nine events, they mm. have coaches on all nine events from first the tournament Salk Open ITF until um, uh, Swedish Championships. Okay, that's that's awesome. Uh, that's that's pretty good. Very very good. And you are three full time coaches and no part time or also some part time helping in when if you're traveling there will be still be three coaches on the court for the practice at home or how do you do it yeah so normally the thing we have right now um on the on the paper we have uh, money for three full time coaches uh. but i'm 100% frank is 80% and johanna is 60% okay. but then we have then we have peter jonsson from esj Oh. He had been working with Bartha when he was young. So yes. he's there now uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Thursday. All, all, every week he's there. Yeah. Yeah. He can also, what we're using him also, it's for example, ITF Malmö, he can go, Winter Tour, he can go. But normally yes. he's also always there practice time. Very good. And, and how is it uh, built up? 
you say you have 18 players, they're all coming in for the same sessions, 9 to 11 every morning, or you have two groups, or how do you do it, uh, Matthias? Exactly for, let's say for a Wednesday, like tomorrow. Yeah. Then we have 8 to 12. We have um, half of the players there. Yeah. And then 10 to 12, we have half of the players there. Yeah. And then afternoon, 1 to 2.30, the first half was coming again. 2.30 uh, to 4, yeah. half player coming again. Yeah, so that means eight players, more or less, for three coaches normally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's good. That's very good. Yeah. And normally also, you know, for example, this is also, let's say I'm um, uh, going, uh, when I was in Malmö with them in ITF, Mm -hmm. Then we maybe are only two coaches at home, but it's also less players because some is all of us. Yeah. So I think um, I think the players, if I if I'm shaking around, I think they are quite lucky mm -hmm. uh, because they're also not paying for coaches when we're traveling or something. They have everything for free. So that, and they also don't pay a school commission, right? There's no tuition. No. So it's very, very favorable offer because then the players and the families can actually use all the money to travel uh, for themselves or whatever uh, for tournaments. So it's very good. You get a free base for practice, actually. Yeah. I think actually it's too good for, for be true sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a little curious, Matthias. You, 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 you worked on tour before and, and you worked with the national squad and so on. Uh, if you compare the the gymnasium players with the players you worked with previously, with like the work ethic and the work moral and so on, how how would you say they they do uh, at gymnasium? No, but this is also what a lot of um, people asking me: How is it to go? Because I think they think that I'm going lower level now. Mm. But for me, it doesn't matter the level. It's for me, how are they working? What can we do? For me, this is a really nice challenge because we also heard a lot that, yeah, but Rig is not good enough. Uh, Rig is like this and, and so on. But um, like I said, me, Frank and Johanna, we are totally the same. We are like uh, compete every day to to change the group. And, and there is also because we maybe also have some players are maybe not same level mm. in tennis as some other, but they are maybe pretty good in fitness. Okay. Mm. So some of the, the best fitness players, like, okay, we can use them to, for example, if we take Max, he can, he can go do fitness with the best uh, athlete there in league to push him. Mm. And then we can push the other way with tennis another way around. Yeah. So I think the group, I mean, I will not say perfect, but mm. it's good, but it's better than since we started in August or in September. So I think, but we still have a lot of work to do there, but uh, I think we're on the right uh, direction. Yeah, that's yeah. very interesting. Images. I have one more question here for you. Do you now you're talking a lot about the group and how the dynamic in the group now you have uh, in six months time, seven months time, you have a new new students coming in. How do you screen a new students and not only in tennis, but maybe also as a person to see, OK, this person fits our group and what we have now or this person doesn't really fit. So maybe we should say it's not the right place for for her or him. Yeah, so. Yeah, there is the thing what we normally, uh, when they are searching to rig. So this year, I think it was around between 45 and 50 players. So then we do a, the first search, we are checking, okay, of course, ranking have to be there. But then we see the group, okay, we, I mean, if we go all the eyes together, we know a lot of players. 
So let's say we was taking, I think it was seven boys and six girls was allowed to come down to Bolstad. Um, and then there was there, there was doing, um, playing tennis for two days, doing fitness. They have the chance to, to see the school. Um, they have this uh, chance to visit where they are staying. Um, we do a small presentation, but we also have a small interview with everyone. Mm. Um, because we are also thinking this is, this is important. Um, and we also think that it's important to, to have good tennis player, but also to see that they are ready to work hard. Because if we know next three, four years, it's not easy years. It will be tougher and harder mm. and we will push a lot. So yeah, it's not only uh, about the rating because then we can just sit in the sofa and just put the names a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Very I good. See. Very uh, interesting. Do, do, but do you... it's it's also it's quite tough also because you can, you can never be sure because if you're searching when you're 15 and we have to tell them in like December January to you're getting in or not. Yeah, four years later, it's really tough to say if this was right decision or not. And what also we were saying, let's say um, I'm not taking Linus now, but yeah. then maybe Linus get, oh, wow, that, didn't, that didn't take me. I will show them now. And he will start practice even harder. And then two years later, he will say, yeah, you, why you didn't take me? But maybe we also open up something for him that, okay, maybe you have to step up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Very good. So that means actually... Uh, matches we can first evaluate your 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 time in in Riggs after four years when you have had all the um, the options through the four generations of uh, of players in in uh, in uh, Riggs. <laughs> yeah it's, i mean this is also what i think i mean everybody i mean i don't have a problem if somebody's coming to to shaking up everything for how is rig and this because this is also we will try but you can never be sure if this will be really good, but yeah, try, we will do for sure. Mm. Do, do, you have a, do, do you have a vision, Matthias, that Borsta will become some kind of national center in the future again? Uh, what I'm thinking, mm. um, um, I think it's, if you start some, I mean, I think Sweden is so long country. <laughs> I have been talking a lot with, for example, Heinz Günther, um, with Switzerland and they have Beal, for example. Mm. But Switzerland is quite small and easy to go to Beal to practice, even if you go for one day or two days. Yeah. But this is much tougher, for example, with, with Bosta is really south. Mm. So what I'm thinking is maybe in Sweden that if we can have like two center, maybe we should have one, I'm let's say in good to great, for example, because there's normally uh, a lot of players. We have really good coaches there. We have a... Um, personalities and everything. Mm. And I think Bosta can be another center, for example. So Jonas, what Jonas did, Svensson, for example, that, that uh, Sebastian Eriksson have been down here practicing with Jonas and then he was uh, playing with Max, for example. Mm, mm, mm. So I think this is good. You you still have a chance because in Bosta we have a setup now. So yeah. if Jonas, let's say Jonas uh, asking us, is it possible we can send one girl or one boy down for one week in Bosta? Yeah, mm. for sure. Why not? Because mm. 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 I think that spying there in 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 Bosta is also good now. Mm. 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 Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, while we have you on, Matthias, I, I also wonder uh, now with some some uh, distance when you have started in Boston and so on, 
how do you look back at your your years with the federation uh, with some uh, some distance to it yeah i think for me to work for the federation um was really good because what i have in my pocket now is that i have been in a club for a lot of years in helsingborg mm. i've been working for the federation um i have been working private mm. and now uh, in gymnasium so yeah this is also, yeah no but i think sometimes it's it's always easy to be negative to a federation. You're not doing this. You're not doing this. And I think also when you're working for the federation, you're also starting to understand more because now I'm on on another thing that, yeah, uh, what happened with our players? Are we getting some help? <laughs> but sometimes you also have, just have to step back. And, and what we were saying, for example, when we have the talk with Jonas, uh, yeah. he was saying, yeah, but this player is allowed to go. But these two is not allowed to go because the level is not good enough right now. Mm. And then we have a meeting and then we said, okay, our goal have to be that we can make these two, three players to mm. go to the national, national team so they can get uh, more help. Mm. Mm. We can also be negative to Jonas and say, hey, come on, Jonas, take our players. But then we was going the, uh, another uh, way around to say, okay, let's do a good job now. So there's oh. no chance for Jonas, for example, to say no to these two players, for example. Yeah, I see. I see. I see. So okay. I think it's it's always, but it's um, I think it's always easy to be negative. Yeah. But you can all, I'm not saying we should only be positive because this also I don't like. If somebody see this is shit in league, yeah, but yeah, then we should tell someone to do this. Change yeah. something. Yeah. Did, we cannot did, go. Did you feel it was a lot of negativity? Uh, when you were with the federation? No, but no, I don't think so. I think what I'm quite happy when I was stopping, uh, for example, mm. and I get a lot of feedback from, from the players and a, a lot of them was really saying, oh shit, we will miss you. We have always so good contact. You was always there for us when mm. we need you and, and uh, we could always text you if there was some problem and you was always trying your best. So... So oh. this is, of course, happy for me that I get some nice feedbacks. But there is, of course, some players are pretty happy that uh, maybe I left because they didn't get wild card or they didn't was in the national team or I didn't have them on the trip. But yeah, I don't have a problem with this because this is also the situation you have when you are a captain. Yeah, of course. That, that's how it the is. Responsibility you yeah. have and you yeah. take. Uh, yeah. And how do you think the the future looks for for the Swedish uh, women's tennis? Uh, first of all, yeah, but this is also for me. What can we expect for Swedish uh, for Swedish tennis? Because of course, it will be nice to have seven, eight players in in playing Grand Slams. But I think it's also tough to have this goal, for example. Oh. But if, if we're thinking short term, and um, I think. Um, Rebecca and Miriam uh, this year will be both on uh, top 100. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And this was also what I'm really, really hoping because two girls there. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Taisa will also continue to make steps. Um, uh -huh. I was always, because, you know, people have always been telling me. <laughs> yeah, going. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, for example, with with Kaisa, you know, they also saying, because here we go again with Johanna, she was turning 22 when she reached top 100. Yeah. 
Rebecca was turning 23. Mm. If we check Miriam now, she's a little bit older. Mm. I'm pretty sure that she will do it. Uh. So it's, um, and I think Kaisa also will do it, but yes. it's not easy to say it's next year or two years or something. But for me, Kaisa is also a hard worker, mm. but maybe she needed time. Mm. Mm. So I agree, I, Matthias. I agree. It's it's very difficult. Sometimes history and culture is good, but also sometimes it can be a little bit biased how other people look at it. Because just because other did it, it's not so easy for uh, the next generation to do exactly the same pathway. So I'm sure mm. you yeah. have a point there. Because what I'm thinking, I was I was talking with um, some um, French coaches uh, for one half year ago in, in France. Um, and then we're saying, if you're not top 100 when you're, I think it was 21, you're out. Mm. Mm. And I said, if we were saying this in Sweden, yeah. then no Johanna, no Rebecca, for example, but you can still go your own way. But also um, French Federation having um, a lot of money. So they have another possibilities. Eh? Of course. Mm. And they have much more players. So for them exactly. to, to discard one, it's not a problem because they have 10 others they can yeah. uh, spend money on. Yeah. But for example, back back with Kaisa, that she will also play tournaments. She will practice hard. She will do the fitness. I can only talk about the two years when, when I was with her, but you could see fitness-wise, she was also improving a lot. But also, if you check the ranking, it's going like every year, spots uh, going better, 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 better. I'm pretty sure that at least, she, if not Paris, then or not Wimbledon, then I think she will play quality in US Open. Yeah, I agree. I agree. W what do you think is the key for her to make the slams, Kaisa? Um, yeah, but I think also she's quite uh, good to adapt when she plays bigger tournaments. Mm. So what I think, if we see her doing not the best result one week, normally it's coming the week after or something. Mm. So, I, you know, I'm not so worried about her if she had two bad weeks because I know how, how hard she's working and um, and and she wants to be become better player every day. So, yeah. um, but just give her time. That's, that's, I think, is the key word for her. Yeah, yeah. Uh... I can see that the time is running out here. Rune, do you have something last to, to ask Matthias? Uh, no, just say thank you for joining. And uh, yeah, very interesting talk and best of luck. And I hope to see Matthias again on tour very soon. I also I also forgot one thing what we also have in the uh, league. Yeah. Maybe it's too late now. I don't know how you can... Uh, we have we have 100 seconds left here. <laughs> okay. We also have Oli as a fitness coach now. Okay, full time. So we add him also. All is coming down and make tests, and they are um, doing a day book. And then we coaches there we're also helping out. So he's coming down and help us like a, um, a mentor for us as well. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So we also add that. So do we also think there's a, one more spot to make it better way. Cool, cool. Uh, Matthias, thank you so much for uh, sharing. In uh, pleasure talking to you. Uh, thank you. Yes. And there, uh, Matthias left the the conversation. Uh, Rune, uh, what, what do you think about the the talk with Matthias? And uh, I'm I'm a little bit curious. Um, what's your view of 
after what you heard from Matthias and from your knowledge, is a tennis gymnasium a good choice if you're aiming to to become professional one day? I will say that, uh, of course, I have to be careful to not offend <laughs> any other guests, but I, I really like this uh, talk with Matthias. I, I like what he um, yeah, told us, you can say, but also uh, the information for all our listeners, I think, is very, very, very uh, valuable, uh, not only for Swedish players who might, may or may not go to uh, but for all uh, players in Scandinavia to see this opportunity in, in Sweden where you can combine tennis on a good level and mm. still get your um, high school uh, diploma. Mm, mm. So, but so, so you think that that's uh, that's a fair choice if you're uh, if you're a good player and you're aiming to the top. No, I think it, I think it's a good choice if you uh, want to stay at home and you want you don't have uh, money to to make your own setup. Then I think it's it seems like it's okay. I mean, twelve players, three coaches, that's okay every day. You can you can and it's for free. So. I think it's it's pretty good, and they also, as he he added in the ending, they also have a fitness coach that is full time there, and they travel with them. I think it, it's good. I mean, I will say, of course, if uh, if you ask me what um, Holger, uh, fifteen years old, or Clara, fifteen years old, should do, I would of course say they should not go to tennis gymnasium. Uh, they should build their own setup as they did, and now they are top of the world. But for for a lot of other juniors and Scandinavian players, I think it's a great choice. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, I think it was super interesting to hear, and and I think it's it's interesting for, for other people working with gymnasiums um, uh, in other countries as well, maybe to hear some this setup now, and it will be super fascinating to follow Matthias and and Johanna and, and the other coaches there and see what they can they can build. Uh, so uh, yeah, great to have Matthias on, uh, definitely. Uh, we're moving into some results, uh, Rune, uh, and uh, I'm starting off with uh, a title uh, from uh, Philip Berjevi together with Alex Knaff from Luxembourg. Uh, and it was a quite, quite interesting week in Manacor, uh, 25k for, for Berjevi. Uh, they, they were first seeded, started with a bye, uh, followed up with a walkover. And in the semifinal, there was another walkover win. <laughs> and then in the final, 16-14 in the final set. Uh, what a week. Uh, do, do you have some, some info from, from this week, Rune? Uh, otherwise, other than the yeah, rest of I, I, I talked to, to Philip, and I was actually also watching the final here uh, today. And of course, uh, it was great for Philip to, to, uh, to win and close it after this. Uh, uh, it's been a horrible weather. In uh-huh. um, in uh, in uh, Mallorca, and not only in Mallorca, in all of Spain and in south of south of uh, Europe in general, I think uh, uh-huh. uh, all over. It's been windy, it's been raining, and very cold. So it was supposed to be a tournament outdoor on hard court, but it was it became an indoor tournament uh, in the yeah in the close facilities they have, where the conditions was completely different. Uh, Philip played singles. First half of the single was outdoor. He was 4-2 up against this uh, Dutch guy in the first round. That was seeded three, I think, Max Hukens. And then, uh, yeah, rain ca- crashed it. And they continue indoor. And indoor, it was so much slower. And uh, this Hukens is a grinder. He's based on play. So he he could stand five meters behind the baseline and play all ba- balls back to Philip. So he lost that single 4-4. Four four. That eventually made it so a lot of the other guys that were playing... Uh, singles and still remained in singles they had to play two singles in the same day 
or they have to play singles and doubles, and it become a very, very late tournament because also the academy players, which it is played on, on Rafael Nadal Academy, where all the academy players also have to provide their own practice. They could not use the outdoor courts, so there was a big, massive run on these indoor courts where they have, of course, less capacity than outdoor. So that means that this tournament... Um, could first start in the afternoon, like three o'clock. And then you can see if you need to play two single rounds and a double round, it will be insane late, first of all, <laughs> but also it will be a lot of uh, requirement for these players. So that's why all these walkovers um, happened. Okay. But then Philip and uh, his partners, they were very um, scared whether they would get points if they lost the final because they have a hot buy and walk over all the way through. So they had a lot of pressure to to really push on to get uh. the points uh, for, for this week. So that was amazing. And I will say uh, on, on, the, on the match point, actually it was not so much there because they were serving for themselves, but they had a couple of match points before where they were returning and they had a lot of chances in these rallies where they actually got into it and had some chances to finish up at the net, but uh, they missed out. So so big relief for, for Philip and, and Knaf uh, to, to take the t- first title together. Did they save some match points? Do you know? Uh, yes, the same one. Philip okay. uh, made two. Philip was serving uh, down 9-8. Or otherwise, it was 10-9, one of them, and he, he made two uh, serve winners. Or okay. you can say, like, they, they pushed the volley, they returned back, and the easy volley for the for the partner to push away. Uh, do, do you know, Rune, if they would have lost the final, would they have got any points or, or money? Yeah, that was, my, that was my take to Philip. I said, I'm pretty sure that you get the point still. Okay. Mm. All right, buddy, congrats to Philip. Um, and... Uh... Uh, title is always a title. That's uh, that's how it is. Uh, re- uh, we move on, and we have um, we have uh, King Dragos Madaras in another final this week in Cairo. Uh, he have already two two titles in in a row in in Antalya, and now third week uh, he's playing for for the third one in 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 Cairo, uh, and uh, he's definitely on a, on a good run here. He's playing. Um, Jose Vidal Azorin in the final. Uh, I don't know about the name there, but but uh, might be three three titles in a row before he's uh, heading back to Antalya again. And um, yeah, what's your take here, Rune? Fourteen zero. I think it 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 talks for itself. So yeah, I cannot say say much anything that Dragos is for sure the hardest Scandinavian player. Uh, at any level, but still very good, and I hope he can take another title. Uh, it will be tough uh, against because Jose is a is a grinder, and he has very good records in in Cairo. Almost same records in Cairo as uh, as uh, Dragos has in in Antalya. So it will be a very interesting uh, match between yeah. these two guys. And then we have, of course, um, yeah, uh, to see if he uh, he will go back to to Antalya. To play the 25s that is a little bit stronger than the 15 that he won and how he will do that but yeah great start of the year and now he's making points last week you you asked me what do you think dragos will finish this year and then i said okay this is just defending points these first two but now he's actually making points so that's very good uh but are you are you sure because i think uh yeah. week 24 he, he, two, he had yeah has two from last year at this time and uh, but it's not in a row. Uh, that, that's so correct. Yeah, this is third. Ah, oh, you, you're you're right. You're right. But yeah. uh, he might also go to Sweden to play Davis Cup, or 
And not, I hope so. And not I hope so, but I have not heard anything, and and I, I don't know anything uh, is uh, official. So I think he's not getting uh, getting selected. And if you were Hitzberry, you would uh, pick him. Oh, you knew. And, you know, and... you know that Linus. I have uh, I have answered that uh, the last two weeks. I think I, I think I <laughs> already said who, it. Okay, but that's not my question. But who is uh, who? Who do we need to to bring out from the team? To make space yeah, yeah. for Dragos. No, no. I also think I I said that. I think I would say Leo because he hasn't competed anything yet this year. Okay. Uh, so we will see how how Dragos w- w- will do. Uh, we have another finalist. We have uh, Mikkel Ümer uh, in the challenger in uh, it's is it France or uh, yep. And uh, he's um, he's playing David Goffin in the final. A really interesting final def- uh, against. Uh, the first seeded Belgian guy. Uh, what do you think about Mikkel's chances here? Yeah, of course, Kofang is uh, favorite is home, it, and it's also played in the French part of of Belgium. So that means that he's he's uh, yeah getting a lot of support. Uh, but I think it's pretty amazing that uh, Mikkel is going all the way. He signed for the quali. He was not there because he was not original signed for the tournament. But he signed for the quali made it through and then uh, yeah all the way to the to the final now and it's a one one uh, 125 so yeah it's a hell of a point, point a lot of points so yeah uh, it, it's very good and it will be interesting to watch tomorrow the final with uh, against Kofang i think yeah. it's it's uh, maybe 60 40 for Kofang and uh, and he will uh, take a few spots on the ranking here and he, with a win. I think he's closing in on top fifty, isn't he? Uh, some uh, sixty, like sixty, that. I think. But yeah, but it's good. Uh, yeah, uh, Mickey will probably hit uh, career high after this, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, good to to follow uh, Mikkel. A good start start of the. Uh, here with this uh, final or title. And we also have uh, one more Swedish guy doing uh, good this week. We have Lucas Renard uh, over in the uh, <laughs> in the States. Uh, he's playing uh, hard court indoor and uh, he beat the first seeded Kyle Selig today mm-hmm. uh, from, from the States, 6-4, 6 uh, So semi-final for, for Lucas uh, tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we're happy for him. Uh, it's his third uh, tournament in the in the states this year, and uh, and uh, he have only won one match before, but now he's in the semifinal. So good for Lucas, and uh, hopefully, yes, and he will continue. Have... I can say because there's coming challengers, and he he will get into them. So I think he's he's gonna stay in US for the rest of the of the of the spring. Uh, it looks like that. So that's very good. <laughs> He's playing uh, Romanian Boitan in the semifinals. I can put some words on him. He's uh, very typical. Um, but he was typical Romanian, like staying far back, grinding, 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 playing a lot of balls in, uh, usually based on on clay. But now he's been on Baylor University for four years, and he has transitioned to the to the hard cut game a lot more. So it will be a tough uh, tough nut for for Lucas to to crack. And I will say that it will be a surprise for me if he's beating Boitan. Yeah, but uh, I mean, with with the win against uh, the first seeded here uh, in the quarter and and a couple of wins under his belt, so uh, I have big, big big faith in Lucas uh, after the elite series run here. Uh, so uh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Uh, don't count him him out. And uh, like you say, I think uh, probably Lucas will will play quite a lot in in the states uh, both this spring, but also I mean the full year. He he usually likes to compete over there, so um, I think that's that's probably his plan. Uh, Rune, do we have any more uh, results from our seniors? 
otherwise we move over to 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 the juniors uh, instead and um where should we start let's start in uh, yeah start. i normally start in the highest grade uh, because Ooh. i think we have so few of them so we need to mention them so when it's on it's on you can say uh, <laughs> not that it's anything wrong with 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 the world grades and we mention them and they all but deserve if, to be if, if we start from the top uh, rune we should start with the uh, i don't know if you if it's allowed here but I do it anyway. Uh, we had a quarterfinalist in uh, Australian Open Junior with uh, with Kevin uh, in doubles. So I think yes. I would just like to mention uh, in in a slam, it's okay to mention quarterfinals. I think in doubles, isn't it? <laughs> uh, sure. I, I, I think so. So so uh, um, a shout out there. Otherwise, is it Hamamet we should move into? Uh, no, we should may move to Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Grade one. Ah, right. Where where yeah. our podcast. Friend Nikolai Butskov Kia made final in boys double, or he is in the final. The final is not played. They're gonna play later today, but we are so much in front of the time, so it will not be, uh, yeah, finished when we are done with this pot. So a very good start for for Nikolai, even that he lost the first uh, first week here in singles in first round. But I think it'll be interesting to see. He will play four or five great ones now in a row over here. Next week, it is in Ecuador and Salinas. So I think that Nikolai for sure will push into top 100 after this trip. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's correct. And uh, after that, it's uh, Tunisia and Hamamet, uh, where Nelly Taraba Walberg reached the semifinal, losing 6 4 in the third set um, against the IIL Aoni. Uh, but a semi-final for, for, for Nelly, and it will be interesting and uh, fun to follow her this year on the junior circuit. Yes, uh, also closing in, and maybe she will make top 100 uh, before, um, yeah, uh, second half of the year. But of course, again, it's, it's, it's tough to say because, as I always say with the girls, these young ones, now they are finished with, they play these very prestigious um, tournaments in Bolton and Tops. And they are coming now on ITFs and they are hungry. And a lot of them, even they are 2009, 2008, um, and, and they still have a yeah, good enough level to, to win a grade two level. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, I don't know if it's uh, going down in the grades here uh, or... Uh... Yes, we have in Dubai, we Dubai? have semifinal from Lama Buenkel from Denmark in singles and in doubles. Uh, uh, Saab uh, doubles semi, but the doubles we have to mention got cancelled due to uh, weather conditions, so they only played to the semis. Okay, okay, okay. You, you, amazing how you follow all the results, Rune. We've said it before, but um, yeah, shout out again. <laughs> so otherwise, it's it's a shame. Someone will say it's, it's it's quite sad that I don't have anything else to do. But yeah, it's how you see it. Whether you see the the cup half full or half empty, but that's true. <laughs> um, um, and then um, yeah, Albert Saar also semifinals double grade two in the Hamamet in the boys side. Um, and then we have on the lower, not in the lower, but on the yeah lower grades, we can say we have a final in Austria with Tiana Deng. Yeah. Playing tomorrow. And we had semifinal in singles with Sophie Rakus uh, in Belgium. It's first time we mentioned Sophie Rakus, uh, but I think this is uh, not first time. And last time we're gonna mention her. I think she will go do uh, do some uh, some more results uh, uh, in the in the future. And then finally we had semi final 
also in Austria, uh, in boys single, Frederik Krog Solheim from Norway in grade okay. five. Uh, who, who did you say? Frederik Krog Solheim. Yeah, and that was in uh, where? In, in, in Austria, grade in, five. Uh, same, same as uh, Tiana. Oh, there, yeah, okay, there I have him. Uh, yeah, I, I missed his name here. Oh, super. So that that was that wrap up. Uh, and uh, Rul, it's been a little longer episode this time uh, with the interview with Matthias. But I still have a few things uh, I would like you to ask uh, to ask you in the end here. First of all, we have a we're recording our chat here uh, Saturday evening. We have a Grand Slam final being played in uh, I don't know twelve hours time here. Sitsipas uh, against uh, Djokovic. Uh, so can we please have a a prediction of the result here from uh, Rune Thompson. 6-3, Oh, I think I thought you were going to say Tsitsipas. Uh, quite big score. Uh, definitely. Um, so, okay. Novak have looked strong uh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, and he's injured. He's injured. I mean, it's it's insane. I I I can say this uh, loud. I mean, uh, I don't know. Probably a lot of people will. Uh, I'm a little bit in doubt whether you can say he's too good, or that the other people or the other players are not good enough. Mm. Uh, I'm a little bit in doubt. Of course, everything points out that it looks like he's too good. He's from another planet. But it is also quite remarkable to see that no one for so many years has been able to push these big three, we can say, away from the uh, from the crown. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think it's probably something in between. Um, the, after this first month of this year, uh, January is coming to an end. Uh, what do you think have been uh, like the biggest uh, some some question marks so far from from uh, from some of the players when looking at their scheduling or their their decisions in the beginning of the year? Yeah, I mean, we of course we can we have a couple of things. I would say we could first of all uh, talk about the the schedule for for Eriksson and and Eden Green whether they should have done the South America trip. Then we have had uh, Safina Hansen that could have went for higher grades. Then we have these two uh, that uh, went to Costa Rica for playing grade four that could have played in, in, in Sweden, grade three and grade four instead, and then went to uh, Costa Rica to play the grade one uh, if they wanted that. Um, then we can, of course, say that a lot of the the pro players have not been out competing yet at all. Uh, we can say that, uh, as I said, Leo Ball, why is he not playing anything before he's playing... Uh, um, Davis Cup, uh, why is uh, yeah, some of the other Danish uh, college players not going out and competing? Uh, yeah, mm, mm. Uh, exactly. And if we if we turn the question around, uh, has there been some some we, we usually call it stroke of genius, so, some really good decisions so far that that you you like that uh, some of the players have done? Yeah, I think that uh, Miki Uma signing for Quali in uh, in in Belgium challenger, and now in the final, that's a stroke of genius. Um, I also think that uh, Dragas going out and playing uh, right away from the beginning of the year also good. And then we had uh, Fanny Öslund uh, that went to uh, Martinique. Uh, that is also uh, yeah, not not bad. No. Exactly, and uh, Dragor says he's aiming for forty weeks this week, uh, this year. So, 
that that can be interesting to follow. Uh, we we have uh, b- below Dragos in the in the Swedish ranking. We we have three players that is quite quite close in both level and ranking. I think with the Carl Freiberg, Jonathan Merida, uh, Leo Borg. If we look uh, ahead this year, uh, how, how do you think that will uh, that will end up that race between those three, who who will uh, become uh, number four four in Sweden after Imer Imer Dragos? It's, it's... It's 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 very difficult to say. I think it depends. I mean, of course, for a long time the the arrow was pointing at at Jonathan, but then he had a a tough summer. Uh, you can say last year, uh, and now he's also defending a, a fifteen win here in in February already. Then the point the arrow was pointing a little bit on uh, on Karl Fieber that had a a hot streak there in the in the fall autumn. Uh, but then slowed down and and this year hasn't started super great. Um, Leo is is competing a lot and he's getting a lot of help. So I think that uh, and he's younger. So hopefully, if he's capable of it, he should take it to the next step and uh, establish himself as a as a good player around 300, 400 uh, this year. Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, good good uh, summarize there. I think. Uh... Rune, I think that's it for today. Uh, and uh, always a pleasure talking to you. And again, thanks to, to Matthias for joining in. Super, super nice to, to have that chat. And uh, we will be back next week as well. With uh, we, we can promise another very interesting guest uh, that, that we hope uh, you listeners will uh, will enjoy. So uh, We also have to say next week is also Davis Cup week. We talked about it before, but I will say it, sum it up again. We have four... Scandinavian countries playing at home soil and all of them playing for yeah, glory and all of them playing next weekend. So yeah, it will be of course uh, a big wrap up for that uh, in our podcast and how it goes. Definitely. Uh, with that said, thanks for today and uh, we keep in uh, touch. As always, that was the wrap for this week and we're back very soon again with another wrap-up of Scandinavian or yeah, Nordic tennis.